Well, it is good to be here with you today. Thank you so much for who you are, your love for Christ, and your love for sharing the gospel. And we are honored and blessed to be here to partner with you. We have two of our wonderful friends and co-workers from Croatia, which I want to introduce you in a little bit. But inviting people to come and see Jesus, this is our great honor and privilege as Christians. And as Andrew said, we have the great responsibility to make this a part of who we are personally, who we are as a church, and to invite others to see Christ. And we must be motivated to do this. When I was in college, uh, I got to know this cute young girl that was a woman who was in the choir together. We would hang out and spend some time together, and I lived there in the same city where I was going to college. My parents did. And so it was Thanksgiving break, and I was going to be staying there, and this girl, this one was going to be staying there, and she's actually from Iowa. So a long ways away, we were in Oklahoma, and she was staying there. I had friends, I had family around and everything, but she was there alone in her dorm room, and I thought she was pretty cute, I have to say. So uh, we're talking, and I said, you know, I, I know you're going to be here over the holiday break. Uh, would you like to go out with me during this time? She said, no, not really. <laughs> I said, so you would rather stay here alone in your dorm room than go out with me? She said, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I showed up at her workplace uh, the next day, and I said, you're going to go out with me. And with that charming gesture, I swept her off her feet. We started uh, dating, and uh, that was Thanksgiving. We started dating. I went and visited her at her home in Iowa over Christmas break, spent time there, and now we have three kids. So, uh, and that is my wife, Becky, who is here, and she will tell you that I've left some things out of the story, and one was that I, I had a friend with me, and she didn't want to go out with me and my friend. It was just me, of course, she would have said yes, but, so inviting people is very important as our faith as Christians to live out our faith we've got to be inviters you think about something good you go after it right so guys when you were if you're dating or you were dating right you see you you found someone that you wanted to spend time with that you cared about and you intentionally invited them to go and do something with you right that's how it works and we as Christians have to believe that we have something good to offer and that is hope and salvation in Jesus Christ. And so we must be an inviting people. And I want to go back this morning to one of the stories that we have looked at before and then put some practical application to it. You may recall uh, we talked about the power of one last year. The power of if you could just reach one person and the multiplying effect for that. Well, in John chapter 1, we see a great story about Jesus inviting and then the disciples modeling that after it. So John chapter 1, it tells an opening story about Jesus early in his ministry when he's calling uh, some of the disciples. And it says that Jesus looked around and saw that some people were following him and he said to them, what do you want? So people actually followed after Jesus because Jesus was a, a rabbi, a teacher, a popular guy. And see, people follow him. He, he turns around and says, what do you want? 
They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? So they wanted to know where he was hanging out. And what did Jesus say? Come and see. Come and see. What is that? It's an invitation, right? Come and see. And then it says that Andrew went to find his brother Simon, and he told him, we found the Messiah. So he found something good, sound one good. Found the Messiah, which means Christ. And it says the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip, and he said to him, come, follow me. And Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Now Philip, he goes, he's found something good. Now he wants to go and share with someone else. So he went to look for Nathanael, and he told him, we have found the very person that Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. So Philip now finds, discovers Jesus. He runs and tells Nathaniel, look, we've been studying, you know, in Sabbath school about how there's going to be a Messiah to come and everything. And, he, and so he gets real excited. He shares with him. Now, when, notice it says that when Nathaniel first hears about this, hears that the Messiah is from Nazareth, he said, Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? He's like, you know, this is not what they're expecting the Messiah was to come from. And notice what Philip says. Philip says what? Come and see for yourself. Where did he learn to make that invitation? Do you notice the pattern here? Jesus is our model for everything. What does Jesus do? He invites. He invites his disciples. And then his disciples learn from that. And then they go and invite others. When you think about most anything that we do as a people of God, as a follower of Christ, we do it because this is who God is and this is what God does. Why is it that we are called to be holy? It says, be holy because I am holy, God says. Why is it that we are a love people? Because God says, I am a God of love, and he demonstrates that love. Now, why are we a people that are about God's mission? Why are we a people who are inviting people? Because that's who God is. He has invited us. He has reached out to us. He left heaven and came to earth, and he invited us to be a part of these good things, the kingdom of heaven, and so if we're going to be imitators of God, we have to imitate Christ in everything, right? And that means not being a good person, but also sharing the good things that God has given to us with others. And the best thing that God has given to us is Christ himself. So we see this pattern here that Jesus calls Philip in this story. And then what does Philip do? Philip then goes and tells Nathaniel, and then Philip invites Nathaniel, come and see. So Philip had a message, right? He wanted, he told people, he told Nathaniel about Jesus, and he said, come and see. So there's both a story and an invitation. There's an invitation and a story. Because Philip, once he found something good, he could not keep that to himself. Well, I'm excited that... Here, y'all are going to be going through the story of redemption and joining us uh, on mission. Uh, it's exciting that the first mission trip for you as a church is to 
uh, go and go to another country and share Christ with others. We're honored and blessed that you're going to be coming to Croatia with us. Uh, you will love the Croats. They're awesome people. You'll meet two of them here today. Real live Croats. Uh, they're awesome. And I know we've got a group that's planning on coming already. We hope this will be the start of, of many teams that will go and will help us share Christ there but we have to be a people of inviting. And this, this story of redemption that you'll learn for the, for the mission trip, this is the concepts that are found within it. You can use in all kinds of different situations. And we constantly need to be people, whatever way or form or another, that we are inviting and that we're sharing the story, right? We're inviting, we're sharing the story. We're sharing the story and inviting. And I've seen this happen in so many different ways. Uh, you can invite people, for instance, to parties, and from that, you can invite people to join different studies. Here is a, a party that we had at our church, at our home um, during Christmas time, and we invited in friends and people from churches. We work with a lot of churches in the area, and we had friends come over, but we also very intentionally invited people outside of the church, people that we wanted to spend some time with and get to hang out with Christians and have a good time and hopefully uh, encourage them in finding Christ. We had 71 people show up at our house, so we had to stop inviting people. So uh, it was a packed house. But the people who came, it was just amazing. We had one family from uh, um, my youngest daughter's soccer team, and they came and uh, this family is a great family. They helped me find my keys one time when I lost it, which is amazing. I never do that. Uh, but they showed up, and, and he gave me like a hug like three or four different times, which shocked me. I was just really amazed. You know, people are looking for connection, and they were just so glad to be there. Uh, we had neighbors that came. And we have, a, a, on our street, people from all different kind of backgrounds and countries and everything. We've gotten to know them over the years. We're blessed to have one of them is a woman from China. She has come, do personally, personal studies with her, using our film series with, with Chinese subtitles. Uh, we had a family from Egypt that came that we first met 10 years ago. And she brought friends with her. There's another family that's there from, uh, originally from Iran. And she brought some friends for, I mean, people know people, right? They, I'd never met these people, but they came. And they were so excited to be there. In fact, afterwards, they were out on the front porch, like, taking pictures in front of our house and all this stuff. So they had just arrived. And they were, they were so welcome. And, and one of the, the workers who works in international ministry, she said, you know what? A lot of times they don't have a chance to come over to someone's house. And so they were just really glad to be there. Then friends uh, of, of my uh, other, uh, one of my other daughters, um, international workers, just all kinds of different folk. And if you look in the Gospels, you see, like, for instance, when Matthew was converted, he throws a party and a lot of people come. Yes, other followers of Christ, but also tax collectors, people who are outside. And so when we do that, people give us a chance to get to know them. We can invite them into study. We can invite them to a lot of different things. Uh, we can also invite people to come and worship with us, right? There are still people that, that they're looking for a church, and they're open. And so why not invite? Some of you I met here, you're here for the very first time. Thank you so much for coming. It's a wonderful church. You'll be blessed here. And uh, 
you never know when people are, are going to be open to God. I remember uh, this uh, family here, Charlie and Kelly Weatherford. So uh, Kelly was a longtime Christian. We were actually out at a, at a party, and I remember talking with her, and her husband wasn't a Christian at that time, and she said, you know what, I just, I just would give anything for my, my husband to, to come to faith and help lead our family spiritually, and so we prayed about that. Well, uh, he actually came to worship, and from there, we were able to invite them to, into a study, and that was held at our home, and over the course of two, three months, uh, he eventually came to faith and was baptized into Christ. And do you know how long that she had been praying about this? She said, I'd been praying for this for 13 years. 13 years. But God was faithful, and she came to faith. We can also invite people not only to worship, but also to special events. And that's one of the things I love about the church here. Uh, you're doing a lot of different events that you're inviting people into. Uh, I believe like Christmas time, what brought in some animals, right? And all that, which is really cool. Kids love that. You can do that kind of thing. So over in the UK, one of our uh, uh, team members over there that we work with does wonderful work. And uh, they held a Christmas event. And... They invited people to come and do caroling, and so about 100 people came to that event, which was amazing. Uh, they showed one of our, our videos that we filmed over in Canada about Christ's birth, with stuff for both adults and, and for children, and they had 20 people that signed up to study after this, to go through that, all because they held this event. You know, there's going to be some great events here throughout the year. Uh, I mean, if nothing else, you got Easter coming up in a couple of months, you should be praying, we should be praying for people to invite to come to that now, thinking and praying about it. We're planning mission trips together with our Croatian friends and partners right now, and we're thinking about, okay, who can we invite in April? Who can we invite in the summertime? And thinking about that, being intentional, and praying about that. And so this is a great opportunity to do that as well. And then you can also invite people to come and serve together. And that can create opportunities to share the gospel as well. My oldest daughter here, is, uh, her name is Gina, and when she was in high school, she just gradually graduated from college, but when she was in high school, uh, there, she was in her English class, and she shared one of her essays. And in her essay, she talked about how there's a God-shaped void inside each of our hearts and lives. And is a public high school not exactly encouraged to share about God and all that kind of thing, but she did. And afterwards, she was talking to a, one of her classmates who is from India. And this girl said, please tell me more about this God that you're talking about. <laughs> it's amazing, right? So Gina talks with her and has a good conversation and everything. And then she turns to leave. And Gina just felt like, some kind of prompting. And so she turned her back around, and the girl was just standing there in the hall, <laughs> just still taking in what it is that she had shared with her. And Gina said, well, you know, we're going to go and serve in our neighborhood, and would you like to come? And so the girl did, and they came, and they were working on this kind of beautification project and everything, and they got to talking more. And 
Gina was asking her about where, where she grew up. She grew up in India. She had only been there six weeks, only six weeks in the country. And so Gina asked her, she said, well, well, where do you live? And she said, well, uh, I live here in, in South Riding, which is our neighborhood. She said, well, where in South Riding? She, lives, she said, I live on Doolittle. And Gina says, Doolittle and what? She says, Doolittle and Unicorn. And Gina says, that's our street. And she had moved in two doors down from us. And you know that when the previous people who lived there moved out, and my wife prayed over that house and said, Lord, will you please send someone here that we can reach out to? And that's who came. And Gina was able to invite her into an online study when she was in college and share Christ with her. So prayer is a vital part of this inviting. And know that the Spirit of God has already been sent out ahead of us. And we'll be faithful and we will pray and we will invite. We'll take responsibility for this. Whether it's to Easter or a small group or a special event or whatever it may be. God is at work in powerful ways and he will open doors. Back in February of 2020, there was a missionary that was here from Croatia, and we were spending time uh, here together with him. And uh, this missionary, uh, we were having coffee together, and we were talking about some people in Croatia that we were praying for and, and seeking to share the gospel with. And we said, this woman named Navinka, who was there, I said, if we really need to pray for her because she's like a mother hen. All these other women she knows, they kind of follow her, respect her, said, if she will come to faith, if she'll be baptized, that will open the door for probably a lot of others to do that. And so we prayed there in that coffee shop. And not five minutes later, Lon pulled out his phone and said, I just got a call from Navinka, a text from Navinka. She wants to be baptized. Well, do you know that Navinka is the mother of one of our special guests here today, and that is Jacob. So, Jacob, if you would please come up and uh, let us hear from you, share some things. So, uh, Jacob, uh, mother uh, Navinka came to faith and has a, a wonderful, unique story with that. And so, Jacob, as one of our dear friends and co-workers from Croatia, uh, we first started working with her in children's ministry and now uh, with Croatia for Christ and work together on the camps and everything else. But uh, Jacob, tell us a little bit about that story about who invited your mother and how that led you coming to the church. Yes, yes thank you. Hmm. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that we feel very welcomed here. Thank you for such warm welcoming. Uh, so Yura and I are both members of a small congregation in the northwestern part of Croatia, uh, Varaždin Church of Christ. And 
at our church, it's very important to keep reaching out to people, to invite people constantly, because uh, people in Croatia don't really move as much as uh, here in America. So the only way for our local churches to grow is to reach out to people and to make disciples. And if that wasn't so, um, neither Yura or I would be here today because both of us uh, came to the church uh, because we were invited to come. Uh, Croatia is mainly a traditionally Catholic country, so only when we uh, came to uh, our church in Varaždin, when we were invited, it was when we really got to know God. Before that, it was really just tradition. So my mom uh, was the one who first came to the church and then later she invited me. Um, our pastor of our local church, Mladen, who you can see in the picture, um, he writes a column in our local newspaper. And in the end of his column, he invites people to come to church to get a free copy of the Bible. So my mom and her friend, they read the column and they came to the church to get a free Bible. And then they were invited to stay for the Bible study, which is what we have on Wednesday, and uh, Yura is preaching um, during that Bible study. So they stayed for that, and then they were invited to come for worship on Sunday. So they came to worship. And so eventually they started coming to church, and my mom became regular, and she really started changing, and I saw that she was becoming different. She was always a very nice lady, had a hard <laughs> life. With a wonderful daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but there was this hole that you mentioned that mm -hmm. something was missing in her life, and I saw that she really found that in our church. At that time, I was uh, working in school as an English teacher, and my mom started inviting me to church, but it took me a while to come. I was always postponing it. I won't come this Sunday, maybe next one, maybe next one. But I'm glad that she continued to invite me. And our church in Varajdin also has um, an outreach program for kids teaching English using Bible stories. And at that time, the girl who was working with that program, she was about to get married and leave. So they didn't have anyone to, to work with that program. And since I was teaching English, they offered me a job. So I accepted it and actually started working for the church. And during that, learning about God. And eventually I came to Christ. And um, now I work with Croatia for Christ Ministry, which is a ministry that helps uh, the local churches in Croatia to grow. So I invite other people to church. Wonderful. Praise God. An amazing story. An amazing story. Yeah. And when I mentioned in the video about a, a, a film series that was done in Iceland with a worker there, that was Jeka. So she's been seen in, in Israel and around the world. Uh, but it, it's just amazing to think that we first started going to Croatia back in 2017. And at that time, uh, you know, Navinka, her mom had not come to the church. She had not been there. But now uh, you have incredible leaders that have come from this. And it all came from someone praying, someone inviting, and someone coming. And so we are just so 
blessed and honored that God has opened this door, incredible door, and Jacob and Yura and Malad and, their, and her mother and so many others are all doing just fantastic work. So thank you so much for sharing, Jacob, and we're excited about uh, them learning more about the wonderful work and ministry there in Croatia. Thank you. <laughs> well, next up, and next slide, we have Yura Lazar, and Yura is one of the very first people that I met when uh, we went to Croatia. So back in 2017, we went with our family. I had been all around Europe growing up doing ministry and mission and everything, wanted my family to experience that as well. And uh, we had about a 10-day gap in our schedule. We had all these countries we were going to, and someone invited us, offered us, come to Croatia. They're doing wonderful work and ministry there. It's a safe place. It's a beautiful place, great place to take a family. So it's a great place for a first-time mission trip. Uh, this is this is perfect. And uh, so when we came, uh, met Yura, and Yura at that time was directing Croatia for Christ, and they were about to launch a TV ministry, and uh, they saw he saw our film series. He said, well, could we take that, put subtitles to it, and broadcast it? I was like, well, sure, if you think that'll work here. Because uh, in the U.S., we hardly watch anything with subtitles, but around the world they do, and in Croatia and other places. And uh, so that was one of the things that launched some of our work and ministry together. And they're now uh, broadcasting the, uh, not only our series, but their own production that they're doing a great job with. And uh, we work together with Yura and Jacob and Maladin and others uh, for these camps. And now uh, Yura has uh, uh, brought Jacob up where she's doing the Croatia for Christ ministry. He's still serving the board and also is directing a ministry called uh, uh, for Central Europe uh, Eastern European Missions, which is a ministry that is distributing Bibles all across Europe and other places as well. So, Yura, if you would come up and uh, want Yura to share some of his story, because uh, even though this this is, again, national uh, leaders, uh, Yura if you go back in time, I don't know, 15 years ago, however long it was, maybe 20 years ago at this point, uh, he, he was in a very different place uh, than he is today. So you're, if you can, please share about uh, your coming to faith, searching, coming to faith, and where that God has led to you now. Good morning. As you already heard, my name is Yura Lazar. I'm coming from Croatia, small but beautiful country in Southeastern Europe. So uh, back in 2001, uh, I was just average person in my hometown, going around minding my own business. <laughs> when uh, my wife uh, that I married, she gave a birth to uh, twin sons, two beautiful boys, and I thought that everything's great and. Um, that's how we're supposed to live. I didn't miss anything. And then after five days, my older son, our older son, passed away in a hospital just after birth. And uh, from that day, everything changed in my life because I realized that something's wrong with the world that we live in. And at the same moment, I realized that I'm part of that world, which means that something's wrong with me. So I start to search for answers. A little over a year after that happened, I was invited to, uh, from one of my friends to come to a small church group in our city that I didn't know that, that it's even there. 
and they invited me to come to participate in Let's Start Talking program. Maybe you heard about LST. So it's uh, learning or practicing English using the Bible with the native speaker. So that part was something that really attracted me. Uh, people that don't know Croatian language, so you can talk and learn a lot. So I went to the church for the first time to be part of LST. And after that first LST project, uh, I came back to the church because I was invited to come to participate in Alpha Course, the basics of Christianity. And then I found out that there are people that are uh, hospitable. They were ready to listen to me. They were, they were giving me some good answers. And that summer, I read the New Testament for the first time in my life. And after three and a half years, because it took me a while, <laughs> on January 15, 2006, I was baptized in Christ. And from that day for the next uh, 10 years, I was serving in our small church as much as I could until in 2015, I was offered to take over responsibility for Croatia for Christ ministry, which Jelka just described. And uh, so I uh, started to work as a uh, managing director of Croatia for, uh, Croatia for Christ Ministry for the next eight years. And I thought that this is something great, uh, but God had other plans for me. So a year and a half ago, I was offered to take over responsibility for um, Eastern European Mission. So EEM is U.S.-based ministry, and we are donating... Bibles and Bible-based materials in Eastern Europe and in Asia. My position is I'm a regional director for Central Europe, and I'm covering large territory, Poland, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia, and Republic of Macedonia. And uh, when I was offered to do that, we found a way how to replace my position, so I'm very grateful to God that he called Jelka out, so she filled in, in front, uh, instead of me, and now I'm doing another thing. Wonderful. And tell me, how many Bibles have been uh, distributed there through EEM and Croatia for Christ? Well, during my time with Croatia for Christ, we formed a partnership with EEM uh, to distribute, uh, for Bible distribution in Croatia. But God opened some doors in neighboring country of Bosnia and in Macedonia. So totally in, la in the last six years, we put 1.2 million Bibles <laughs> in those God. three countries. Praise God. Amazing. Well, you remember we talked about the power of one? Just think about because someone invited Yura, someone invited Jacob. Now, millions of people have the opportunity to read the word of God, to hear the word of God, and so many people are coming to faith. And that's right, absolutely. So with all of us here, if all of us can just reach that one, it, we might reach a Yura or a Jacob, and God goes on to do, what? remember the parables talk about the, the, the harvest is a hundredfold, a thousandfold, God can do amazing things. And so... Thank you so much, Yura, for sharing your testimony and for all the work that you and Jacob and Mladen are doing. 
Praise God. Praise God. Well, imagine if each of us took that responsibility and we found people in our lives that we could talk to and share Christ with and invite to something. Invite them to worship. Invite them to your small group. Invite them to coffee. Invite them to go and serve with you. And if we will do that, then God will open amazing doors. And when we do that, we really shouldn't rule anyone out. In Luke chapter 14, Jesus talks about throwing parties, throwing banquets. And it's interesting what he says. He says, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives, or your rich neighbors. So he's speaking in hyperbole, or hyperbole as I like to call it. Uh, but <laughs> he says, don't just, don't just do it to people who you already know. And he says, why? He says, because if you do, they may invite you back and you'll, you'll be repaid. So in this uh, a parable, as in Croatia and other parts, there's a, this concept of reciprocity. Thank you, reciprocity. That is, that you invite someone, they'll invite you back, vice versa. You kind of get paid back, right? So you can throw big parties and you know you're going to get it back. He says, when you do this, go beyond that normal circle of people that you know, people who are pretty well off, Reach out to others. He says, when you throw a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. And notice what he says. You will be what? You will be blessed. And although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. One of the places I've seen uh, uh, really invite the, the poor, the blind, and the lame uh, so well is over in Albania, another place where we do work in ministry. But this Christmas, they reached out to not only... Uh, those who were blind, they have a great blind ministry, uh, but also to people who were uh, suffering from uh, ADHD and other kinds of uh, um, autism and other types of uh, struggles in families. Uh, they reached out to those who were hungry. And do you know how many came uh, for their Chris events? 800 people, including 200 new people to their worship services. Isn't that amazing? And if we will reach out to those around us, whoever they may be, we can see God do amazing things. And over in Croatia, they've reached out to Ukrainian refugees. And these are actually very accomplished people with really wonderful jobs, education, and everything else. But because of their situation, you might say they are in that category of people who are in need. And the church has connected with them, reached out to them. And has blessed them. And so part of this work in Croatia, you have the opportunity to also work with Ukrainian refugees, the church. These ministries have done a wonderful job of reaching out to them, blessing them, as well as sharing the gospel. And there are so many opportunities to do this. Uh, one of those who was baptized last year or two years ago, I guess, it was, it was named Max. And Max was one of these teens that uh, he was kind of like Navinka. He is like one of these ringleaders amongst the youth. And we prayed for Max. We said, if we can just invite Max, if, we can, if Max will make this decision to put Christ on in baptism, then maybe a lot of these other teens that Jacob and her ministry and others, the church, help, help raise up, maybe they'll make that decision too. Well, Max did. He was baptized into Christ. That kind of opened the floodgates for others to also consider making that decision and those who was baptized this past year was a young man named Marco. And I'll tell you this final thing, to talk about the importance and the power of invitation. Marco had seen his sister be baptized, Sarah, uh, the, the previous 
uh, summer, and he was not going to come to the camp. But I said to uh, Mladen, the minister there, I said, call Marco, tell him that we need him to come, we need him to run the computer, because there's no one else who can do it. He's really good at computers and all that. Well, you know, Marco, when he saw that he had a job that he wanted, that he, and he, so he came. And the whole time, he was just like, thank you so much for, for inviting me. Thank you so much for coming. Anything, anything at all, anything you need. And you know that by the end of the camp, <laughs> he made the decision that he wanted to be baptized into Christ. Why did that happen? Again, prayer, God, the church reaching out, and someone taking the initiative to invite them. You have people that you know in your life that only you know. You might be the only person that they're close enough proximity with who is a faithful follower of Christ for them to hear the gospel. Can you start praying for them? Can you start planning where and how you invite them? There are so many opportunities. If we'll be faithful, if we'll take responsibility, God will do amazing things. Thank you so much for who you are, for your support, for your sharing of the gospel, for partnering with us. And we are excited about you joining us in Croatia to work with people like Yura and Jaka and other wonderful people there that are sharing the gospel. So thank you for who you are. Thank you for inviting us. And we invite you all to come with us to Croatia. Thank you and God bless. The God that we forge our life on says, come and see. Right? And not only that, he says come and see when he leaves heaven. To have a relationship with us. Not just a run-of-the-mill relationship, but a, a relationship of adventure and abundance and of purpose and of power. He says come and see. And like we saying, right? He's willing to climb any mountain. He's willing to, to, to uh, do the reckless thing. To fight and to crawl for you. To have freedom in him. And that's what it means when we say, come and see. That we're responsible for inviting others. We're, we're responsible for just sharing. Right? Like, like the disciples did that James talked about. Just sharing what Jesus has done for us. I shared this morning with our, our, our team. We gather each morning before we uh, kind of go to our post. So the kids team and the hospitality team and all these guys, we just gather for prayer. And one of the things we, we talked about this morning, I shared with them, is that there's this statistic that used to be only true for Easter and Christmas. And it's from Tom Rayner. He's a... PhD, brainiac, you know, a guy way smarter than I am. And it used to be that, that he did this study for the last 25 years, and it used to be that if, if you invited your friends to Christmas Eve or to an Easter service, there was like an 80% chance that they would come. All right, if, you just, if you verbally, personally invited them to come. But they just found out after the, studying this for 25 years that now, I mean, just published last week, now... There's a 90% chance, and it doesn't have to just be Christmas Eve or Easter. It could be any Sunday. There's a 90% chance if you say, come and see, like, come with me, that they're going to show up with you. Right? And that's not just 
by happenstance. He says, if you do three things, you say, hey, come to church with me, right? And you say, I, I, I promise I'll, I'll meet you at the door and we can sit together and we'll have lunch after church and it's on me. 90% chance they're going to come with you. Isn't that amazing? Right? As simple as that. And you think, oh, I can't, I can't invite them. It's too scary. Well, right? You just share what Jesus has done for you. Invite them to a, a party or an event first. Invite them to service. Just come and see. That's our goal.